Hello and welcome to another episode of the Commander Quest podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the magic news for the week of the 27th of uh, the 7th month. What's the 7th month? July. So, uh, basically, there are two major things that happened. First of all, yes, this is coming out, uh, I guess maybe an hour or so late. I have been having a whole lot of technical issues. Um, first, I just got my computer shipped in, so I had to set that up. So I set, I spent basically, um, I basically couldn't prep very much at all. Then the second, it just, I had to update, I had to download all the software I needed to do. I had to fix so, so many issues. First, I had this horrible echo sound because I had multiple audio input devices. And now I'm having a um, a connectivity issue with my, with my uh, microphone. It's just, it is really, really not going well for me. So I basically just spent hours and hours recording. This is the third time I've recorded this. And I've also recorded something else that I can't use three times. So it is not going well for me, um, but I will try and release this by like maybe three or four o'clock. I just need to record it now and then release it. I'm probably going to do a live version just for this, um, but we, we will see. So the two big things are set boosters and double masters. So set boosters are a new type of booster that are going to cost roughly $1 more than draft boosters, and the idea is they are optimized for crack, for cracking, for just opening uh, without uh, drafting. Uh, there's a lot of different, it works a little bit nichely, but I'm going to talk a, talk a little bit about Double Masters before I get into the details. Double Masters is a new set. It's going to be roughly $15 to $20 per pack, uh, so similar to Ultimate Masters. Uh, it is, well, it is going to have two rares or mythics per pack, and it's going to basically have tons of reprints, no new cards. I will not be doing a set review for this. No new cards, and it's going to bring new foils, new full arts, new, um, new arts, just things like that, uh, new non-foils too. Uh, and it's going to make things cheaper. So in terms of buying it, most people aren't going to be able to do that. The vast majority of the benefit of P players will get is they'll be able to buy some singles that they've always wanted. All right, so for set boosters. Set boosters are, as I said, a brand new type of booster that are optimized for cracking. Uh, basically, uh, the idea is... There's 12 cards, 14 cards total, and every single one of them should be interesting or cool to open for some reason. Is that 100% true? Eh, sort of. I'd say not really, but uh, sort of I will, I will land on. Alright, so there are like four chapters, um, which I don't honestly understand why they decided to implement this system. Uh... Yes, they could split it into four chapters, and I guess it makes some sense, but it just seems mostly irrelevant. Um, yeah, so 
There's the welcome one, which has an art card slot, a land slot, and connected commons and uncommons. So the art card slot is actually really cool. You'll get a full art card on the front, uh, just completely full, just the art, nothing else. And then on the, on the back, you will get uh, the card information. They are not playable, but I would I would really like to see them and have them, and it just seems really nice to have. I might I might crack a couple of these just just for the art cards. All right, uh, then there is the uh, land slot, which again is another one. I'm like, yeah, no, this kinda isn't special. Um, it's in Zendikar specifically, it's basic lands. Uh, they are for they are full art, which is nice, but those aren't particularly exclusive or special, so whatever. And there's a 15% of uh, uh, there's a 15% chance of it being foil. Uh, they do say in other sets uh, it's not necessarily going to be basic, but in my experience that means it's either going to be a basic, a guild gate, or anything like that, just a tap land. Something, a land that enters the battlefield tapped, maybe it'll give you a life. But other than that, you're, you're not really going to get anything useful. Alright, uh, it does say they're going to be full art, which is nice, but whatever. It's not that exciting. Alright, uh, then there's going to be slots 3, 4, 5, 6, and six, 7, and 8. I don't know why they said it that way, but there's 6 slots. Um, and they're just connected commons and uncommons. So there's different distributions of rarities for um, how likely you're get, you are to get a certain number of commons and uncommons, but it shouldn't really matter much. Um, and they just are connected in whatever way Watsy feels like. Like maybe they all have spiders in the art, or maybe they all have the same power, or maybe they're all... I don't know what it... It could be anything, really. But, um, yeah, I mean... There's not really much else to it. It could be anything, any connection at all, and you get six of them. So, I mean, whatever. They don't... I guess this is just here to make it so that it's not too expensive, but I feel like these are a little bit, eh, meh, on the quote-unquote every card is excited part. Exciting part. Unless they find out... Unless they come up with really compelling ways to connect them. Then there's a head turner slot, head turner slot, which can be foil, but honestly they just haven't decided what it is. Uh, that's basically what they say. Um, to quote, they say the goal is to be splashy, exciting, and exciting. You never know what will turn up here. It's always going to be a visually interesting looking card. That's the only thing I see that, that actually means something to me. Uh, what that means will vary from set to set. For Zendikar Rising, you'll get a common or uncommon that's either a showcase card or a card that's a cool element of this set that we haven't talked about it yet. About yet. So I'm thinking 90%, it's like they just kind of don't know. But you can get some information. So visually interesting car looking card, sure, there you go. So it's similar to maybe something that has really nice art or whatever. Uh, and the second thing you can get, which is actually quite relevant, is either a showcase card or a card that's a cool element of the set. So, 
element of the set could either be story spotlights or honestly whatever kind of thing they can come up with. It could be any card if you really think about it. Um, so honestly, I don't really think that means much. Uh, you can also do, there's also slots 10 and 11, which are wild card rarity slots. They can be any rarity. Um, there's a 23.4% of the ch chance that you'll get at least one um, rare. One addition, one rare within those. Alright, uh, slot 12, the rare, eh, rare or mythic slot, is you're just going to either get a rare or mythic. Uh, slot 13, you get a foil of any rarity. Um, again, I don't, I don't know, so, so a lot, some people like foils, but if I'm just going to get a random foil of, like, a really low rarity, then whatever. So, it does say it can be any rarity, but it doesn't give us distributions of, um, the likelihood of each rarity. So, either it's all the same, which I highly doubt, or they just haven't decided. That, I think, is most likely. Alright, and then slot 14 is the token or add slot. Uh, so, basically, you'll get either a token, an add slot, or a 25% chance to get a card from, quote-unquote, the list. So, basically, they chose 300 cards, quote-unquote, from Magic Past, Magic's Past, and they will have... Uh, they will be printed as they as they were printed in the past. Uh, so, similar to Mystery Boosters, uh, art frame, expansion symbol, all that stuff. Uh, and they'll have a little Planeswalker symbol in the lower left corner. Uh, it has any rarity, and they will all fall, quote-unquote, at the proper rate to one another. I assume that means... The, the same thing. I'm gonna look that up. See if see if Google can help. Um, I don't know. Like that could mean that it's all the same rare, the same chance. I don't know how looking this up is supposed to help. Oh jeez. Yeah, that that was not helpful. All right. So I assume that that means that it's going to be the same same chance. Basically, a one in sixteen. Well, it's like. It's like a, I mean, you get a 1 in 4 chance of getting it, and then a 2 out of, so you, you get like a 1 in 8 chance of getting a rare or mythic, so that's not bad, but eh. I just don't see why it's worth the research and development and figuring out how to print these in order to, A, only gives people like a very small chance of getting something, and B... Think about it, right? So if they're all the same likelihood of being printed, 1 in 1,200 boosters is going to have a specific card. So if they print 50,000, if they sell 50,000 packs, which I don't know the exact figures, I would assume it would be more than that, but I wouldn't know for sure, then there would be a total of 40 cards of each. That's nothing. That is such a tiny, tiny amount. And for all this research and development and um, and just printing it is also going to be complicated. I just don't see why it's really worth it. Plus, they're not adding it to Arena. 
and they're not, uh, and they're making it confusing. Obviously, it's not going to make it so that uh, it goes into standard, but and I no one expects that, but it's still confusing for some. I'm sure it's going to confuse people. So I don't really think the list is necessary, but whatever. I mean, it's not. I can't really complain. They're the ones that are making, doing all this research and development and printing it and whatever. Even if it's not going to affect prices, it can still have something that's incredibly rare to collect. So, and if you open it, which if you think about it, it's sort of a one in four chance to open, um, you're going to get something that not very many people have. So, I don't know how I feel about that uh, fully, but eh, I don't know. I really don't. All right, uh, then there's a couple other small things. As I said before, uh, it's going to be about a dollar more than you would buying draft boosters. They're going to come 30 packs to a booster box rather than 36, and it's going to look different. Uh, they're going to start as English and Japanese only, uh, but they're going to expand. Uh, if you want a sample one, you can get it at a Zendikar Rising pre-release. Every attendee will get one. And they are the first attempt. Uh, they're testing it out, and we will see whether they'll stay. So I honestly think this is going to be incredibly, uh, incredibly successful, and I think that they actually succeeded. If I am thinking, if I want to just crack a pack, I think I would go for this. Now, I'm not like the entire demographic of Magic, but I think that this is going to be successful and stick around. I don't think any of the other um, packs that they're pushing are going to stay around for very long, because at the end of the day, they can push it only to certain to a certain amount. Like there comes a point where you can't just push it keep on printing it, and when it's not selling. So, uh, yeah. All right, so next thing is Double Masters. So I briefly talked about it, but first I will be putting in the description a link to where you can find spoilers, and basically $15 to $20 per pack, two rares or mythics per pack. Uh, there's going to be a VIP edition, which is... Uh, going to be $100 per pack, which is absurd. Uh, there's literally no, um, like, even if you think of the, if you think of the $100 thing, right, generally there should be a normal version and then a premium version, right? But with this, there's a premium version being Double Masters and then an ultra premium version being the VIP packs. It's just not... It just sucks. We want people to be able to afford to buy that. Um, most people, right? Like, most people can't get Double Masters at all. Never mind Double Masters um, VIP packs. It just sucks. Um, so, beyond that, uh, there's going to be a lot of nice free prints. There's going to be new foils, new arts, new, just new non-foils even. And things are going to be cheaper. The general benefit to most people who can't afford to buy this is they will be able to get some singles for cheaper at the Prime. Generally, although it might be different because of COVID-19, uh, the best time to buy it 
is a couple weeks after the release of the set, once people have bought most of the packs that they are ever going to buy. That way, the supply is at its max. So that's generally when you're going to want to buy it. Um, and it's going to be great to get tons and tons of useful and played cards into players' hand hands. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.